NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Yob! Trigger warning for any person down south listening to this. Uh, Governor DeSantis. Rush Limp... Oh wait, no, Rush Limbaugh's dead. Um, Rick Scott, cover your ears. Happy Pride Month, y'all. It is Pride Month. Hey, yo, Pride Month is weird for us here at the No New Friends After Dark. Don't forget the After Dark. Um... It's weird because this is pride life for all of us. We are allies and gay. So wait, sorry, you're coming out. Wait, wait, is this your coming out episode? Well, is this your coming out say, episode or next? Not gonna, not gonna say here. I'll leave that up for discretion. I'll leave that up for discretion. Um, seriously though, happy Pride Month to all who celebrate, and for all who don't celebrate, turn us off right now. I don't want you hearing another thing. I don't want you hearing one more word that I say. We just lost don't, our entire Florida it. audience. Yeah, you don't deserve it. You don't turn me off right now. Although, if you want to turn me on, go ahead. So, happy Pride Month. We're going to kick off Pride Month in a very, very special way. Scott's going to tell... Wait, no, not Scott. Nick's going to tell his coming out story. And this is not... I, I'm really excited for this because um, I never... I actually never heard one. I never read a book about one. I never... Like, there should be more children's books about this. There should be more... We just can't read them in Florida. Literature... <laughs> yeah so i'm in new jersey so i can still they're legal up here still but um yeah no it's not something that you i mean growing up and even my generation you don't hear i geez i can't name any kind of coming out stories other than um and you know else hasn't come out yet so there has she hasn't had a coming out story either i there's just not any prominent gay figures uh until there was nick from sandpiper <laughs> it's all it's i mean all, uh yeah, it's all it's on. I mean, I remember El, when Ellen, Ellen came out. Rosie O'Donnell. Ellen's Ellen, a that horrible was, human being. That was She's a big thing. It was, it was t- Ellen yeah, and Anne Hayes. Talk about her anymore. That was the big. That Anne was like Hage the, is gay. She was, or oh, it, she. That wait. was that was the whole Ellen coming out. It was Ellen and Anne Hayes. Mm. Like that was the big gay power couple. I didn't Ellen know who Anne Hayes was until she died three times. <laughs> I honestly had no idea who she was. Anna Hayes is a very important figure in our history. I mean, she was Ellen's girlfriend when that was like, correct me if I'm wrong. That was like the first big celebrity coming out. That was the first one. And she, I mean, she basically kind of went dark for many years because nobody would hire her. Right. Because of it. What year was this? You know, like what decade was this? It's the 90s, I guess. Like 96, maybe. 96. Because when I was born, I'm pretty sure like gay racism died. (laughs) <laughs> you changed the I world. How, I guess, yeah, I think I think it, it was, was all me you that coming out. Was the, mm-hmm. It's like just I, I just came out of the womb. Yeah. Like, just stop. Just, <laughs> just 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 stop. Just stop. Uh, yeah, actually, I had no idea that Anne Hache had a. Uh, for, uh, let's take a moment of silence for Anne Hache. 
Okay. And um, so Alex they did it for that, three years. Like, 50 sorry. seconds long. <laughs> oh, you just ruined the moment of silence. Oh my gosh. Well, sorry. Homophobe. He can edit that in. <laughs> wow. He can make a- <laughs> wow. I'll edit that. Oh Scott, God. edit that. Uh, <laughs> so, Anne Heche and Ellen dated for three years, from 1997 to 2000. Wow, did not know that. Yeah, um, it was the fr- they were the uh, they were one of the first openly gay couples in in mainstream. Oh, good for them. That's cool. Just not good for them anymore. Because I want to talk about this for a second before we get into the actual nitty gritty of the episode. Is is Ellen still a gay icon? She is. Um, I know people really? like hated her the one summer because of. St- Stuff that was said about her employees or something, right? Um, but so we're we're back on yeah, the Ellen train. Yeah, I'm, I still like okay. Her. Yeah. I approve. Listen, when right. when when, and, when the No New Friends documentary comes out and it and, and people get to hear how much of an asshole I am behind this, I'll get canceled for summer too. But then it's be, it'll, I'll be like, but summer. we got results, right? We got results because I was a freaking slave driver to everybody. So you're welcome. Oh <laughs> wow! Okay. Oh, you can't wow. say slave driver. Um, no. uh, uh, Alex, cut that out. <laughs> so, wow. Okay, so we're back on the Ellen train. Good to know. I'll, I'm going to yeah, write so that down. Remember that for Ellen, tomorrow. Um, I mean, Rosie O'Donnell had a big show in the 90s, and we all knew she was a lesbian, but she didn't announce it publicly. It wasn't right. until later on in her season, which probably towards the end, I think, is when I remember her kind of coming out on the show, talking about how she had kids. Oh, that, I didn't know so. that. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, she was probably the, Ellen, I would say was probably the first or least ones, at least publicly in that sense. Plus it was, a, All right, so we it was still not just her character her. coming out, it was her coming out. So if you hadn't seen that episode, right, her as a person. it was a, her character and herself coming out. But right, what's, inter- cool. okay, so what's interesting is we say Ellen. that they're one of the first gay couples in mainstream, but like celebrities coming out wasn't necessarily a... It wasn't a necess- necessarily a big secret, or was it? Because like Freddie Mercury, everybody knew he was gay. Uh, Greg Louganis, the diver, everybody knew. But maybe were they what? not talking about it as much? His Whereas name is Greg like, Louganis, Greg Louganis, anus. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but you know, I, maybe it was just a they were uh, like openly saying I am gay. Whereas everything else, it was just kind of a. We knew they were gay, but they didn't come right, out as gay. Yeah. It, like, it just wasn't talked about. I don't know. About. I'm trying to it remember. It was a long time ago. Right. I, I just felt like it wasn't who they were, another example. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, yeah. look right. at like Elton John. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was. Yeah. Come on, It's man. just like off the top of my head. Just I, That's kind of the time frame was around the late 90s is when we started having those people coming out on tv for me it was on real world um was this yeah real world the yeah. mtv show it's like real world was kind of the first one that we started seeing as a culture i feel with um those coming out stories essentially being publicized oh that okay so now i guess getting into more than nitty gritty episode this is th- this episode is going to be very much about your coming out story so we're talking about people like Ellen. We're talking about people like Rosie O'Donnell and Hayesh, apparently, which is news to me. But that was only um, temporary. She wasn't like, like they prayed the gay no, away off of her. She, oh, she died straight. Okay. She died straight. Yes. Okay. She died with or a bi. I don't, uh, I don't know. Sandwich in her hand. Actually, Chick-fil-A came out and was like, oh, we're pro-gay now. It's, if you guys not support them. <laughs> a little bit. 
Come on, man. They're peanut, the peanut oil, dude. The peanut oil. The nut, we the have nut oil. We have raisin like canes here, and it's so much better. Uh, I'm getting one of those. I might be anti-Chick-fil-A yeah. pretty soon. Before, before we get into the Nick's coming out, but I, I want to I go back to the celebrity thing real quick. Nick, do you think that the reason why it wasn't like this, hey, we're co- coming out and, and openly being openly gay, we, we talk, say openly gay a lot, it, do you, because the 80s and the early 90s were a very scary time um, for uh, for people who are gay because of the, 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 the gay cancer, AIDS. Um, mm, and and I say that as a tongue in cheek, the gay cancer, but no, but and, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, it, there was I, I, almost an assumption that if you're gay, you have AIDS, yeah. because like I remember when when Greg Louganis came out again, Greg Louganis the diver. When Greg Louganis came out, everyone's like, "Oh, I wonder if he's got AIDS," because if right. if for anybody who remembers Greg Louganis, Greg Louganis was famous for hitting his head on the diving board. Um, like really bad during the Olympics. Sexually? Oh. No, he smacked his head on the diving board, had stitches and all that. And this is before the the AIDS epidemic and and glove wearing was such a prominent thing. So like they're they're stitching him, they're treating him, right? Right. And so it was this big thing when he came out um, as as being gay. Like, oh, whoa, I wonder if he's got AIDS. If people wore gloves, it was like ve- it was a very scary time because people. One, of course, people were even more closed-minded back in the eighties than they are now. So it was like, if you if you're gay, you have AIDS, and if you have AIDS, you're just going to get it just by association or or whatever. Right? And, you know, that's not how it worked. That was so, yeah. So I guess my question, Nick, do you think that's why like celebrities weren't as openly gay because of AIDS, or or obviously there was still a lot of uh, acceptance issues yeah. back then as well? But do you think they kind of went hand in hand or? What are your thoughts? Yes and no. I don't feel like that was as much tied to it more on with celebrities. I feel like it's just like for them as career suicide at that time, like to come yeah. out publicly like that because so many people looked up to them as a love romance that they could have had. I mean, look at um, the Bachelor that came out a couple years ago. He's actually just got married to a guy a couple of months ago, but like for him, oh, that's right. For him to grow up in that community where he was supposed to be that macho man and get married to a female and went through the entire bachelor process, come to find out he's actually gay and he finally came out of the closet and admitted it. Um, it's just that I feel like just that um, sense that they get of being a celebrity, they have that stigma attached to them that they are supposed to be one person and that's it i i'm glad you know i didn't mean to get too much in the weeds here in this first segment about just uh coming out in general because i really wanted to focus on your story but i'm kind of glad i'm stuck in these weeds now because I, i'm learning a lot and um so uh scott you brought up how you know is it because of the aids connotation that people didn't come out well you know what if you look at anything in all of history to be the minority of anything was looked down upon in in most of of the history of the world so being a minority uh whether it be a same-sex relationship whether it be the color of your skin whether it be your religion was always looked down upon so i feel like when aids came around uh what better way than to for for i guess big aids like was there a big aids back then like was there like an aids propaganda 
pinning it on no seriously pinning it on gay people oh. call, pinning it as the gay disease instead of just a, a blood disease absolutely not gay you know what i mean so it's like in the history of the world being a minority in any group was difficult so hey when aids comes along why not pin it on the gay community and why not call it the gay disease because we're pinning it on minority and the majority of people that are in same-sex relationships. Oh, they don't have anything to worry about. It. They, you know, then there's so it's just it's just the gay community has to worry about, which is horrible. But I feel I I look at that as not you know why people wouldn't come out. I just look at why people wouldn't come out is because literally, Nick, you know better than me. And even today, it's hard to say that it's a completely socially accept, acceptable to come out yep. as gay. But when was it so like in in the last? How many years was it actually, would you say that people felt more comfortable coming out as It's really gay? not even been that long. I graduated high school in 2003, right. and I'd say probably not till like, maybe 2012 or something, <laughs> like, Which when is, you kind of started oh hearing God, more like, about it, and more socially acceptable, and seeing it recognized on TV more, and... Right. So like within the last 10 years and the last thousands and thousands and thousands of years that it's finally yeah. acceptable, semi, I'm not even gonna say acceptable, semi acceptable, because we still have those, you know, that, that majority of not majority, I'm sorry for saying that, but we still have that large, uh, crowd of people who still, you know, don't accept, uh, same sex transgender coming out. So I feel like it's and Nick. Please correct me wrong, but I feel like it's more so just society um, disagreeing with with um, who the gay community is, who the transgender community is, and not like in the AIDS virus. I think the AIDS virus was an excuse. Like, like the science, like the government was like, "How oh, we got to pin this on somebody? Let's just pin it on the gay community yeah. because hey, they're the they're a minority group anyway. Let's just pin it on them. Just like we've seen throughout history on the black community, the Jewish community throughout history, we'll pin it on them. We'll pin it on them. We'll pin it on them. So I don't look at it as much as a um, we'll pin it on the. Uh, I don't look at it as much as not coming out because you're afraid that people will think you have AIDS as much as AIDS pinned it on the gay community so that they can kind of, you know, so the government could be like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. It's just the gay community. They pinned it on three different, three different communities, essentially. The largest was the gay community. That was sure, the largest, right. like right. AIDS is the gay mm -hmm. co community. That's where it's kind of coming from. Um, then they also pinned it on uh, drug addicts. Or, or people who are addicted to drugs because of needle sharing and, and whatnot. Right. And then um, the last was uh, sexually active with multiple partner type yeah. scenario. So those were the three biggest things. So, so the gays, the druggies and the whores, Th that's essentially where, where AIDS kind of fell. That was where it was like, yeah, okay, this is, these are the groups that are car the carriers. Right. And, and I feel spreaders. like I was pushing on that, so it was like a minority groups. Like it was just minority groups. Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Just that. Just those. Just those groups. You don't have to. You know, if you're in the part of the majority group, you don't have to worry about it. So right. it was, I feel like it was just kind of propaganda, like being being pushed on that when it was just unfair to being being pushed on to. But I don't. Like again, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that was a main reason why people wouldn't come out as gay. I think it was a society. Yeah, yeah it's definitely issue. a society, and just so much religion that taught that we shouldn't exist essentially and seeing the religion change over the years even to be more accepting now too which i don't want to get into religion because it's not <laughs> anywhere near my forte or subjects i like but 
It's all right. We don't believe in religion. It's not real. <laughs> well, well, I do want to touch on that because I do want to get into religion just for a quick second because I was raised Catholic. I'm a, I'm Catholic, and I think that, uh, and I don't want to get into the weeds of religion, but I do love that the new pope, uh, Pope Francis, uh, kind of opened up Catholics to like, hey, no, it's not, it's not a sin to be gay. Like, it's not. Go ahead, Scott. Sorry, real quick, because I, I, I was also brought up Catholic. And mm-hmm. a lot of people say, oh, the new Pope, the new Pope, the new Pope, the new Pope mm-hmm. is fantastic. Sure. But yes. I, I, of all of the cr- denominations of Christianity, and I don't want to get into a super deep religious no, conversation either. No. But I feel like the Catholicism, Catholics, have always mm-hmm. been the most um, gay-friendly. I was, I was going to say, I, welcome I agree. together I, the yes. most drunk. I but. agree. <laughs> well, they are the most. I agree, because, I, I agree to both of those. Right, we have the most things. loopholes, and it's yeah, not just yes. because the the priests are ganging, uh, banging uh, altar boys. That's that's not. That's you know, uh, completely it different. It, <laughs> it does help. Um, but they're not the ones. That, the Catholics aren't the ones who are boycotting Disney because of of right. Pride Days or Night of Joy or whatever. That's that's more of your, you know, your Southern Baptist. You're more uh, of the fundamental Christian denominations um yes. so like you know yes the new pope is very like yeah. all are welcome grace stuff like that which was but, really cool to see mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, yeah but the the catholic church has all, always been i don't know so i always use i always hate the word tolerant but i think in this word it, it, in this sense it's more it's it's more uh, appropriate than the word accepted i don't know that the catholic church yeah. accepted as much as they tolerated i i, I don't know and I, I don't, don't necessarily think that tolerate is the, is the right word. I think that like, um, and you know what? I feel like in, in, in my, in my beliefs anyway, I just feel like I'm not, a, I'm not someone that goes to church every Sunday. I go to church once every few years if I'm lucky. Right. I believe that my relationship with God is, is, is that's it. That's my religion. And I love everyone because that's what, that's what religion teaches you to do is just to love everyone. So if one of the, the, the commandments is to love thy neighbor, then you love thy neighbor and you don't care if who they are or what they are. I never understood that. I, I personally never understood why, (laughs) and I'm laughing because I think it's religion and, 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 and someone being gay was ever like, uh, I don't know, a, um, a sin or something. I just never, I always thought that was ridiculous. And when I hear people that well, say, oh, because Chris, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> yeah. And see, I hear that and I'm like, wow. Like I, 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 I just, I don't I'll know. Steve, I don't, though. maybe it's cause I don't read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> see, and, and it's like, I, it's like, and, and maybe it's just my, my beliefs, but I think my beliefs are the best beliefs is like, just don't kill anyone. Don't, you know, don't steal. Don't, well, don't steal. I mean, if you steal from big corporations, good for you. Don't steal from a small business. Um, don't cheat on your on your wife. Like, just just be a good person. Just be a good person. Love whoever you want to be, but just good. Be a good person. <laughs> you know what I mean? That and that's my beliefs. And I think that's. I think I should start my own religion. Maybe I'll start like the Yabba the Hut religion. And we'll and we'll. You already have we'll, one follower, uh, Sean. You know, Sean's and what on I, board. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would join that church. Yeah, see, it's like like if I was ever in church and they started like preaching these things like uh like, you know, gay people were evil, I just I'd have to walk out. It's like, come on. Like mm-hmm. and and that's the thing that gets me the most, and we'll stop talking about religion in a second, but that's the thing that gets me the most is that I believe in my view that religion is that like you should love everybody, no matter, you know, no matter what. And I hate when people are like 
oh no, the Bible says this and this and that. I'm like, no, no, I don't think it yeah. meant that. I don't think that you should be reading this literally and that when Adam and Eve, you know, it wasn't Adam and Steve, I don't, I don't think that's what it meant. I'm pretty sure that if if you believe in God, I'm pretty sure that God wouldn't appreciate you hating somebody because they're in a relationship with a person <laughs> of the same sex couple or they identify as this or that. I, I just don't think that's how it works. And it's, I and don't, it's always I just the people don't. that have like the most sins too that say this yes yes and it drives me crazy as the most reli- the most quote-unquote yeah. religious people are the I'm ones like oh that and how's, how's your, eighth wife, just... your eighth wife doing <laughs> like right, yeah, right. Yeah. thank you and your thank side, you and it's your the side most judgiest people and, yeah so by yeah, the way i'm and, i'm no longer catholic i'm scumbagitarian <laughs> scumbagitarian that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's just it's just like it's just like just love everybody and just Chris be a good it's all person, about a good tax write-off though <laughs> please please that's why i might start a church (laughs) but like that that's my views on things and hey to each their own unless you hate gay people then it's not each your own then it's just you know you don't then it's your whatever you're believing in is a lie i'm sorry but it is um just be a good person so anyway ellen generous so (laughs) no nick this is nick's coming out day no, I know, but I just wanted. So I, I'm glad we kind of got into the weeds of this because we got into the weeds of. Um, but, we're kind of looking at uh, when you grew up, and there's so much more history that it's. There's so much history that I've dealt with, I guess, in the gay community. That to me, it's just in the back of my mind. It's not something I think about because it's not. It's been hidden there for so many years too, because that's right. what we've been taught is to hide the gayness and pray the gay, pray the yeah. gay away, and all that. Um, right, right. Find that song. Turn it off. Yeah, exactly. Like light switch. <laughs> Find that for the episode. Um, yeah, I just feel like things have things have changed over the years, and the straight community hasn't paid attention to it because it didn't affect them in a sense. And even though, yes, we see so many people that might be an ally, but they need to learn about it as well too, and mm-hmm. learn about these you- struggles that we went through. It's amazing how right you are, Nick, because I, you know, I've said this before where I'm like, okay, and in my eyes, things have gotten so much better. And it's not, and I think they have to some extent, but also like, I see now more what you all are are going through. And Um, and it sucks that it's, it's, and it's not new. It's not new. It's just, I'm more aware of it. And I think that the latest thing that, the latest thing that's, comes to my mind about it is that people are paying attention now and are noticing is the whole target issue that happens literally a week ago um so mm-hmm. target launched their pride line which they've had a pride line for so many years now and yeah. unfortunately mm-hmm. they got some backlash on some um i think it was like swimsuits or something where they're designed that you can tuck basically if you are a female mm-hmm. um if you're trans and so, Which we yeah. all do anyway when we go to the bathroom. When <laughs> sometimes, we sit down. sometimes you just like to hide it and see what it looks like. Hey, hey, uh, you'd be lying if you say so you didn't do it. They got backlash on it, and Target decided to pull just that portion of the line. So they actually did. They did. So pull it in they it? pulled it, and uh, that's the last story that I heard. I was that they were pulling it. So they are pulling the line. So here are us as a gay community is they're not being an ally to us right now they're they're right pushing into those people that are throwing pebbles at us we threw bricks at the protest of the first pride like 
if you're going to be an ally, you have to stick up for us and understand, like, this is what we're going through. People, but those people don't even shop at Target anyway, the ones that are complaining. What does it matter? Yeah, they're catering <laughs> Yeah, they all they shop bigot. at Walmart. Right. They can't afford Target. <laughs> Let's what be are on, we talking about honest. here? <laughs> right. So. It, um, I, I just wanted to touch on the fact that you said that being an ally, you can't just be an ally. You should learn the history of the gay community. And I am so fortunate and so happy uh, to be a part of this podcast because I'm really like, I'm happy to learn about this, this history. I'm happy to hear your insight on things because yeah, I'm an ally. Yeah. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're a lesbian. I don't care if you're trans, but I'm so glad that I, I, I do care now where this all came from, where you guys come from, where you guys are in in society right now and how we still have so much further to go. Cause like Scott said, I feel as though we've come a long way. But that's because I don't have to deal with anything that you yeah. deal with. So hearing what you deal with, it's sad to hear, but I appreciate you enlightening me to know that, hey, we still have a lot of work to do. And I can't just sit here and say, yeah, I'm an ally. I gotta do something. I gotta give us a platform give 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 you a platform and give uh like-minded people like you a platform like this podcast to be like hey this is there's 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 still work to be done scott what were you saying you are so right i think about this all the time and i think why after dark is so important to me uh at this point is because i don't think we truly became allies like in our head we were but we didn't truly sure. become allies until we made it, we made this a priority and and, I, and and it's not a priority I, Go ahead. I think when i thought of you guys originally as being an ally is we'd talk about it maybe one episode and call it a day and mm -hmm. start talking about other shit that happens in adulting and the fact that we're still having these discussions and you guys are asking these amazing questions that are bringing up these memories that like i said have been in the back of my head it's something i've never probably talked about in person or publicly because i didn't have anybody to talk to half the time too so yeah yeah yeah, it's oh. not it's not enough just to wear the colors. It, it's it's really not. It's 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 talking about it. It's having these these conversations, and they don't have to be all difficult and serious and all that. But the fun conversations, but just to get to know another human mm -hmm. being and how we can support better. And and again, we have this platform. We have this public platform. Why not? You know, instead of just dick and fart jokes and me, you know, having sex with the dog in the bed, in the having sex with my wife while the dog is in the bed. <laughs> instead of just making those stupid jokes all the time, let's actually do something with our platform that means something. And and anyway, yeah. Yeah, sorry, it, I didn't mean to derail. Yeah, it's, it's not just. It's like for us, we've seen so many companies over the years, probably in the past maybe ten years too, is. Our pride parade in Columbus has turned into a, literally a three-hour-long parade, which is three hours wow. way too long. And it's not what you expect. It's literally corporation after corporation just wanting to, to promote their products. But we've noticed, too, is a lot of these corporations, they're just slapping a logo on it and calling it a day. Like They're not out there right. supporting us and giving money back to charities and organizations and stuff like that. So yeah, they're just giving us free chipotle burritos which i'll take is <laughs> well they're, they're trying not on sex yeah, yeah they're exactly. trying to they're they're trying they're trying to ungay you guys yeah. that's what that's chipotle's motivation <laughs> they're trying to ungay you guys uh, by removing the uh the the booty stuff for that night yeah so they're like here that's have right. more free chipotle you know we'll, we'll take wow, the loss big, on that. they're they're 
They're part of Big Straight. <laughs> they are part of Big Straight. <laughs> they're part of. They're part of Big Straight. But you know, it's funny. I. I. <laughs> we. We always. We always say, you know, taking one step forward, two steps. Every time I see that idiot Ronda uh, Ronda Santos sign another goddamn bill, I'm like, well, that's another another two steps back. And we're mm-hmm. gonna have a preview for this month. We're gonna have. Um, the captain from Ashes to Awesome podcast, who's a who's a therapist, a counselor, he's going to be coming on later this month because I wanted to talk to him about all this damage that DeSantis is doing, and 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 I had this discussion with my wife, and then I promise we're going to get into the whole main event of <laughs> Nick's coming out. Uh, this was good though. Nick this is, is good. Gay. Yeah. yeah, of course. He's gay. You're gay. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was having a, I was having a discussion. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, he hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Yeah, next segment. Yeah. Um, I was having a discussion with my wife, and I'm like, you know what? I said, I feel really bad for Ron DeSantis' kids. Like, imagine if one of them is gay uh, yes. or wants to come out as trans or, you I know, think about that a lot. whatever, and they can't. They can't because of all of these th- publicly, how their father has made that community feel and, and restricted them and limited to them, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not just Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is just the one that's really in the news right, right now. He's the figurehead. He yeah, is the figurehead beliefs. of, of yes. anti-gay. Yeah. But, and it, what I wanted to talk about is like the, this, this poor child, this poor kid who can't come out and it's not just his kids. It's, it's kids all over the, the country, all over the world who can't come out because of this and this and this and this. And that's going to, that, that can lead to depression. Obviously, obviously you're not being your true authentic self because you can't, um, it can lead to addiction and Mm -hmm. ultimately lead to suicide. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared for these kids that all of these, all of these religious indoctrinations, all of these laws and 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 everything that's being put in place i'm so scared for these kids who are now so scared to come out and and be themselves and leading to depression and we're gonna see we're gonna see rise in suicide not just because of anxiety but i mean that's a it's a it's a byproduct of all this anyway unfortunately sorry i'll get off my my soapbox (laughs) but no, but I, I understand what you're saying, and that's the part of me that, like when you said, oh, we can't just wear the colors and be an ally, and um, you're right, but at the same time, I misplaced my, my gay pride Philly set, so I'm not wearing it tonight. But, not an ally. Yeah, you're wearing I, your straight, you are wearing your straight Phillies hat I'm wearing my straight on Pride hat, Month, right? you damn homophobe. I know, I'm very, cl- I'm, I, I, my bedroom's a mess because I've been packing because I thought I was going to buy a house. So I, so I, I do have a gay pride Phillies hat. I have a lot of like gay pride shirts. I love the rainbow stuff. And not only is it great for fashion, but it's also like, I just like, whenever I put on the hat, whenever I put on the shirt and I walk on, walk out into public, I hope that I walk past a kid that's afraid to come out. That's with their the very conservative parent. And they see me wearing that shirt. They see me wearing that hat and think, you know, I'm not alone. This person's supporting me. Like every time I put on that hat, every time I put on that shirt, like I said, although it looks great because the, the listen, the rainbow is a great, great color, colorway. But all, like, I'm just so proud and happy to wear this stuff because I just want, I just want the, the LGBTQ plus community to see me wearing that and just know that, okay, 
there's another person that's supporting me because there's a lot of places that they can look that they see the complete opposite of that. And if that hat that I'm wearing or that shirt that I'm wearing gives them that little boost of confidence that makes their day, that I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to look great in it too, because it's a great colorway. Um, when we come back, we were going to get into Nick's coming out story. This is the, that, this is the grand finale, guys. Scott Summaries is not the grand finale. Nick's coming out story. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, Nick is coming out tonight. Uh, um, I'm gonna come out a little bit for him. He is gay. Uh, and he's gonna tell us that he's gay himself. So stick around till after the break and you'll hear that story. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs in a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Hey everybody, it's Scott from the No New Friends podcast. If you'd like to hear all of our episodes, all of our past episodes, just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links to all of our old episodes are there. If you didn't understand an inside joke or just wanted to re-listen to something, just check it out. It's nonewfriendspodcast.com, or you can check us out on all streaming platforms. Spoiler alert, Nick's gay. Now, oh, sorry, Nick, I just what? came out for you. Pure um, sorry, I'm sorry. I've been uh, waiting well, 38 years for this. It's a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting 28 for this. So, so anyway, uh, really excited to hear the story because I'm hearing it for the first time. Um, I did not experience it for the first time, I'll tell you that much. Um, Nick's going to tell us his coming out story. The first segment was really cool because we were supposed to actually just start with his coming out story, but we came, but we started talking about just, you know, just, uh, things that are going on in the gay community now and that, you know, things that were accepted, things that are now accepted, thank goodness. And, uh, now this has all led to Nick's coming out story. So Nick, please just take it away. Take us from the very beginning. Take us from what the, your gay inspirations. I don't know. You tell me. Way back when, when I was a little lad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I've said it before on the podcast, I, I knew I was gay, essentially different when I was probably about five years old. I have memories Mm -hmm. of that memories of looking at the Kmart ads at the underwear models on there, which looking at them now, like I wouldn't be attracted to whitey tighties, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but so it's not pride merchandise that made you gay. It's the Uh, underwear models. Wow, we got to cancel the underwear well, models. Went out of business. Don't tell Ron DeSantis that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, back this is in the eighties, the late eighties. So back then, I didn't know. I didn't see gay characters on TV. I didn't really. I knew kind of the word gay, but I didn't really know what it meant. I grew up in a, in a smaller right. town, and um, so didn't really think much of it, obviously, until um, later on, and I started. Noticing different feelings in middle school and um, 
one thing led to another and realized I I'm in the boys. So, um, mm-hmm. sure. So yes, yeah, so I, I, I knew I was gay. I didn't really come out to any friends or tell anybody until, mm-hmm. um, one of my best friends in high school kind of catfished me on, <laughs> I'm going to date myself even more. There was a chat messenger program called ICQ. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I don't even know like, what that is. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I'm going to nod my I head. And I'm waiting for the Ryans. Right? They'll, they'll know the little beep and stuff. But um, <laughs> this was right before AOL, AOL Instant Messenger was kind of big. So, know that. Um, I know that one. Met a guy that went to my church and all that stuff. But um, I had a friend that decided to kind of catfish me because she thought she, thought she knew I, I was gay and. Now, Nick, was this malicious out. or was this no, just kind she, of just like, come on? She just ended up, yeah, gay. she basically just wanted to know and okay got too young to ask me so i was 16 at the time and um she was 15 so that was kind of my first person that i came out to was was she hot (laughs) of course she was (laughs) gay people always have the hot girlfriends yeah it was always no, okay, girls. No, I didn't mean like as a 15 year old was she hot like i'm uh, you know she's not 15 years anymore uh so i'm not concerned about what she hot then at 15 and I'm 43. I'm more concerned. Is she hot now? And oh, yeah. anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut that. Yeah, we'll cut <laughs> yeah. that. So, uh, Nick, were, were you kind of, when, when she catfished you, were you more like, were you offended or were you relieved? Uh, once I, I didn't find out that she really catfished me until later on. I, I don't remember how all this happened. Oh, so, so you were still pursuing this guy, but no, she, she, she knew I was gay. And then she came out and told me that she catfished me on it. But, um, Jesus, I forget, Monte Teo. I forget what happened, but <laughs> we were hanging out. There was another gaggle of gays that she hung around with too. So she yeah. was known as. Is that what the official group of gays is gaggle. called? A gaggle? Yeah, basically. But okay. at, at the oh, time, she that. was our fag hag, which we don't really use that term anymore. Oh, so. I'm not going to exactly. say that. I'm like, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I don't really use I'm that. Not say don't that. really use that term anymore because I hate that word now. But you can um, say it. Yeah, I can. Um, yeah. So yeah, she was our she was our hag that. She had th- three gay guys basically hanging out with her. There's two friends that were a year younger than me, and I'll so. call her a gay slut. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's way better yeah. than what you said. Um, so yeah, it was kind of my little inner circle that I became comfortable with, and um, I kind of start. How old were you? Fifteen, sixteen? Yeah, you said? Because I remember. Okay. Um, she's the first person you ever yep. came out to. Yeah. Wow. So it took you sixteen yeah. years. And, um, I mean, looking at the situation that you were in, to me, it's kind of admirable that she catfished you to kind of just not maliciously, but just be like, Hey, just let me know because she probably knows you're not comfortable because it's kind of around that time where it's like, people aren't coming out left and right, but she wants to know, like, she just wants you to admit that you're gay. And it's not like, so you admit social media wasn't a thing at the time either. So we didn't have, we didn't really have any of that. We just had some chat rooms essentially that you could talk to people in and, I think I had found some like gay friendly chat rooms on online and um, kind of started developing those friendships and getting kind of a bond right. there, essentially with people. So. I guess fruit fly is also accepted yeah. uh, acceptable for the, the gay slut or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah, I'll say fruit fly. I think that's fruit way I like that. more tasteful. Like a bar fly, yeah. fruit fly. Uh, I fruit fly? Can I be a fruit? I'm a fruit fly, yeah. I feel like at this point. Yeah, right? just hang around a guy all gays. Yes, I'm a fruit fly. I, I, I'm an it's usually fruit fly. I'm a, I mean, I feel like it's usually female, but oh, well, right. you're close. You got long hair. 
<laughs> close enough. Yeah, close enough. Um, I like princesses and stuff, so. So, it probably wasn't until my senior year of high school when I was at my summer camp that I used to go to. And, um, some- and Nick, just, for, just for, for, for perspective, I'm sorry to cut you off, but what year was this? Like, what decade? What 2000 year was this? We'll go 2002, probably. Going okay, on. just want to yeah. paint the timeline for anyone listening. Yeah, just because... It's weird to think about now. Here we are. Yeah. How many, 20 years later almost of yeah. all that. And things have changed so much with technology and all that too, where it yep. has made it easier. But yeah, so this, um, summer camp 2002, I had made really good friends from across the state of Ohio. And um, it was a, a group that was all about um, building friendships and getting, getting this trust and like liking people for no matter who they were so it was an awesome camp that i used to go to right um and that's where i started coming out to a lot of friends and my very close friends one that was in my wedding with me was a straight guy that i came out to and i still remember being so nervous coming out to him thinking like i was gonna lose my best friend and you know which is a shame yeah a shame to think about right so um Fears. It wasn't until really college that I started coming out to. I mean, college. I was out to like everybody at college except for right. my brother. So my okay. brother and I lived together. My so I moved to Columbus in um, 2005. So I was a junior in college, and I moved in with my brother. Lived with him for an entire year. He didn't know I was gay at the time, um, and. But was it like really obvious to everybody else? Yeah. Or... I was gonna say, how, with with all due respect, like how did he not know? I feel like it was obvious because I, I was only hanging out with guys. I was only I was right. only going to bars that he didn't know about that weren't they weren't campus yeah. bars. They were the gate bars. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like he he had to have known at the time, and um, it wasn't. Yeah, but he didn't want to be like, "Hey, yeah. are you gay?" He just was waiting yeah. for you to come out. So right? it wasn't until about. Um, Right after I moved out, so my grandma passed away April um, 17 years ago, I think it's been now. So um, we were on our way, my brother and I were on our way back to my parents' house for the funeral. And we're in the middle of the country, driving through cornfields, and he turns the radio off and it goes complete silent. He's like, so I have something to tell you. He's like, I know you're gay. I thought I was going to die because <laughs> I'm yeah, like, man, he wow. was the one that I was kind of, a, wasn't as sure about because he was the preppy guy. He was like the cool right. kid in school. I was always known as Chris's brother because um, I was two years younger uh-huh. than him. Um, but what's amazing about it was he's like, I know you're gay. He's like, I know it's not easy for you to come out. And I know I want to make sure that you know that I'm here for you and I support you. Wow. And he's like, whenever you want to tell mom and dad, I'll be there for you. I want to be with you. If they try to kick you out of the family, I'm going to. So for for, wow, him, wow. for him to say that to me, um, it's it's not very common in the gay world that, to get this kind of support from a, fa- a family member, especially a sibling. I felt, um, especially in that time frame. Um, so for wow. me, my my brother, I felt like saved my life because of that because I was still scared to come out to my family. Oh. Um, and especially him, because like I said, like we weren't that close growing up, but we started getting closer in college and 
all that. And now I Aww. regret that year that I lived with him, that I wasn't able to be myself around him. But I, you know what, Nick? Not saying how you should feel, but I, I wouldn't regret anything like that, man. It, it, that is such a hard thing. And I feel like him coming to you and saying that should just resolve, yeah. like, just it, you it know, absolve all those feelings for sure. That, that's such a sweet thing for him to do. Are you are you and him still close yeah, to we're, today? Yeah, we're still very close. He's my best man at my wedding. He lives, that's amazing. lives in the next neighborhood makes over. makes me so happy. Like, he's, he was really wow. there for me. So. Um, so he's kind of the first family member that I came out to. And I remember <laughs> sitting at my grandma's funeral and words started spreading to my cousins. And my brother's like, my brother, I remember my brother's telling my cousins and he's like, he knows that I know, so you guys can all tell him that you know now. <laughs> so, so it's basically like everybody coming out to me that they all knew that I was gay. Right. Uh, right. It was just so awesome. Funny. Very awesome support. Um, that had to be a good feeling yeah. that everybody knew. Um, and it was like life is, you know, life continues as yeah, normal. Was, this isn't something that has to change the relationship or whatever. Yeah. Nick's gay. Okay, no big deal. Let's just a, continue It was on. a huge relief, and for them knowing that it is a struggle to come out of the closet, it's a big thing. And like I've said before, sure. I still have to come out of the closet when I go down the street. Every single time I walk yeah. into a store, if I'm wearing this pressure. It's not a one-time so, thing, right. Um, so for him, like I said, he he did save my life that day because of that. and. So that's amazing. I, so yeah, yeah, all my all my cousins knew about it. Um, so that was kind of part one, I would guess, of the big coming out story. Um, was at my grandma's funeral, sadly. Um, and she was probably she was probably the one that probably would have not liked that I was gay. So maybe. <laughs> <who knows? laughs> um, so here we are, a few months later. Um, I remember it was August. Unfortunately, I don't remember this year anymore, but um, my mom called to tell me that she had breast cancer. So my my parents oh. lived two hours away, so she had called me to tell me she had breast cancer. And my brother was actually home that weekend because um, he was visiting, and so they told him in person. Um, everything turned out fine with breast cancer, no issues. She's Thank like goodness. a 17-year survivor now. We just had oh, a I'm happy to hear that. that. So. Um, for us to hear that news is very young age for me. I was still in college. Um, we did take it very hard, and my brother um, sure. wanted to make sure that my parents knew. <laughs> so he decided to go ahead and tell them um, that I was gay, and he was home with them, and he said, just want you guys to know, I don't know what's going to happen with mom. If anything ever happens, I, I want you to know now. Uh, How did you feel about that, Nick? Someone else uh, coming out to you? I think I, was, that, was that more of a weight off your shoulders or was it kind of a yes violation? No. Like, I you... felt like at first I was kind of mad because I'm like, I want it to be my story, but also mm -hmm. I don't know when that would have happened. Or Yeah, mm. yeah, right. That makes so, sense to me. And it's like, like we said before, tomorrow is never promised. Like, I'm, I'm really right. glad that he did it in that moment. I think I was probably a little upset, but also. It's just another huge relief because they called me and they're like, "We love you." Doesn't matter. Oh wow, that's uh, so awesome! You're, you're both your both your parents were yeah. just—they didn't exactly. care. So my, what a what a relief! It's <laughs> it, I'm laughing because it's so so dumb to say the term like say the saying "what yeah. a relief," but like 
what a relief. I mean, like you're, you're living your whole life scared. And then the people closest to you, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like and it's, it's like, we, you know, we still love you. And it's like when we were talking before about my coming out story and I'm like, it's like, well, it's actually kind of funny story. Like I, I like telling that story just cause it's a, it's, it is a positive one. Um, unfortunately yeah. there are very, I, I dated a guy in when I was 19 that, um, he was 18, still living at home and his dad basically chased me down the street in my car and wow. his son, his son wow. ran away for two weeks because he found out that he was gay and still didn't accept him for a very long time. But it's, there's so many heartbreak stories from friends, a lot of friends that aren't close with their family anymore because their family doesn't accept them so that's that that that's very very sad to hear and i hate to say this but at the end of the day it's like because i have a very interesting family dynamic and i feel as though most of my family is not blood related it's you know close family friends and this and that and and uh, i love that type of family because you get to choose your family right and um and blood doesn't always mean family you know and if they don't love you for who you are then hey they're not family uh it's the people that are close to you that love you who for who you are and appreciate who you are and your values and your opinions that's who family is i consider both of you a part of my family and you and you know i met you guys last year or a year actually gosh it's been going on two years damn getting <laughs> old um and and um but I'm just so fortunate and glad that your blood family was able to accept you for who you are. And this is one of those happy coming out stories, which is really nice to hear. I, I don't want to hijack your story, but I do want to just talk about it real quick. I won't name names or anything. But um, uh, Mike, my, my aunt uh, called my mom when I was younger, a lot younger. And she was the one that told me that her daughter, my cousin, uh, was gay. And I just remember my mom coming in and telling me, and I was, we were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we know. Like, we, we, we know. Like, we're not surprised at all. The coolest part about it was that she got to be herself around us and that uh, her telling us um, was no surprise to us, right? Because we, and, and not only wasn't a surprise, but like, no, like, nothing changed. She was still who she was. She, we still love her to death. And she's still the greatest person ever. Uh, the coolest part about that coming out was that she didn't have to hide herself anymore. She's happily married now to an amazing woman who we get to see all the time. The both of them. They recently moved close by to us. And I cherish every moment we get to see them. I love their relationship. I'm so happy that she found her wife. Because she's like the most awesome person ever. And... um and I feel like that's that's a love story to me. Like that's just it, it, it's just so cool that she got her happy happy ending, and that um and and maybe some of the family didn't didn't agree with with who she was, and at the end of the day, who cares? Because there's plenty of people that do, and we love her, and we love who she is, and we don't care who she loves. We actually love who she loves. And I'm so glad that your experience was very similar to my experience and my family as well, because um, I just think that's so important. And in the year 2023, I feel like every story should be that way, you know? And, um, yeah, oh man. Yeah, I feel uh, like the, the stories have definitely gotten easier, I feel, over the years. And 
Right. Like I said, it's it's easier for people to come out now and come out at younger ages because when I was in high school, I remember a kid in my class freshman year, he came out as bisexual and he wore okay. a dress to school. Jealous. And the school sent him home because they said he didn't follow dress code. But the dress code for dresses were as long as it's fingertip length. So he followed dress code. Right. Most of the students did very good at supporting that and was trying to fight the school district on it. But there were so many people that um, I kept hearing those Adam and Steve jokes all the time in high school because of because yeah. of him, and it kept pushing me further back into that closet. Right. Um, so. I'm sorry. It's yeah, okay to I, say and it I now. think like, <laughs> so don't, right. Don't right. feel bad about saying sure. it earlier, but it's yeah. it, it's oh, those, I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's those it's those things like that that. Those words kept pushing me back into the closet longer and longer. I felt absolutely, yeah. You know, it's interesting, and 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 I again, this is why I keep saying that I think we're 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 getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. You know, as um, more and more Republicans die off, or older <laughs> people die off, or whatever. Um, no, we're we're coming into a generation. Our um, millennials are starting to become parents, and. Hello. What's that? Not homeowners yet, but maybe. <laughs> not me. I'm my wife pregnant. Oh my <laughs> yeah, not homeowners. Uh, yeah, millennials will never be homeowners. Um, no, no. Maybe if you stop eating the avocado toast, you'll you'll be able to save money and uh, whatnot. No, um, it, you know the, the, this younger generation, and I'm not even saying somewhat Gen, Gen X, but the, the 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 millennials, the Gen uh, Gen Y, whatever. What's what's after it? Millennials. Anyway, Z, Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z. Gen Z. The, TikTok. are becoming more and more accepting and, and more and more allies than, than anybody from my generation will ever be. Um, but I think it's going to become easier and easier and easier uh, as again, that older closed minded generation, they're still going to be there. Yeah. You know, they're still going to be there because racism and, and, and homophobia is not something you're born with. That's something that's taught over time. And you know, there's yeah. going to, there's going to be, but I think it's going to, the, I I think I hope I believe that those people will be in the minority at some yeah. point soon. I, I I do agree with you, Scott, and I, I I don't. So being a millennial myself, and I guess I'll just act as a spokesperson for two seconds before I renounce myself as a millennial. I think it's more of not being accepting, but just more of just not caring. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the problem with a lot of these older generations. They care too much about things that don't pertain them. And it's like, I'm not gay. I'll never be gay. But I don't care if you're gay. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's like, that, that's the thing is like, of course I accept the gay community. And when I say that I don't, it's not more of accepting but not caring. It's just that I feel like the older generations care too much about things that don't pertain to them and things that will never affect them. And it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's caring too much about the dumb little stuff that will never matter to them. And I, what I do care about is that everybody feels accepted. I, what I do care about is that everybody finds someone, no matter it's a male, 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 female, female, non-binary, non-binary. I want you to feel accepted. And that's why I don't care is because I don't care how you identify. I don't care who you are or what you are, or where you're from or what color you are, just love somebody and be loved. And I feel like that's what, that's what the millennials are like. So I'm just trying to uh, enlighten you a little bit, Scott. I'm um, just <laughs> trying to get out, get you outside your comfort zone a little bit. That's how, that's how we roll. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Nick, is there, are, were there, um, 
before we before we move into our last segment where um scott's gonna make fun of gay people um do um were there any um first of all if there are any moments in your coming out story that we missed i'd like you to elaborate on that but i'm curious on because in the first thing we did talk about ellen degeneres and we did talk about anne hayes freddie mercury were there any inspirations to you what whether it be a celebrity or even a friend that came out that inspired you to just be more of yourself is there anybody that you wake even to this day wake up in the morning be like oh man i strive to be like a rupaul or a, like a that just doesn't give a shit that just wakes up and just on myself every single day who are these inspirations for you as a as a member of the lgbtq um, plus community it's definitely changed over the years i feel like for me my first comfort zone was watching will and grace will and grace was okay the very first lgbt show on tv basically can you and i'm sorry to be ignorant to this but can you explain to me why that is because I'd, i've never watched will and grace there were two gay guys on the show i had no idea i'm 20 oh, i didn't watch that <laughs> yeah you are some ally like they, this is homework for you <laughs> listen Modern Family's my show, all right? Uh, Modern Family... It's good enough. Will, which we can get into, too, but... Um. <laughs> Will and Grace was so good. Yeah, Will and Grace I was so know. good. But I that, know the I show, mean, but I don't know Even as a straight man, I knew that Will and Grace was, like, kind of the yeah. first. It, um, I, remember, big, like, I remember watching that in high school, and I, I remember seeing it for the first time, and I introduced it to my mom, and, like, she, mm-hmm. she liked watching it. So it kind of gave me comfort knowing like she's okay with gay people because they were on TV. Right. Um, so having that right. show, so that show came out as well as, um, queer eye for the straight guy. When did that come out? Like, so they, they have, they have the new, yeah, they have show. the new team that came out a few years ago, but that's, um, that's probably Early the, person 2000s. 2000s. the person with the, yeah, the person with the long hair. Cause I think they're non-binary. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, Jonathan's Jonathan, yeah. I don't. I never watched the show, but I stand yeah. Jonathan. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> two thousand three. Two thousand three was the year. My senior year of high school, I was. I remember watching that with my mom as well too, and um, those shows. Just seeing that representation was eye opening for me, and just helped me realize like we're not what I think America depicted us to be. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like we can be more than just a gay person. We can be a TV actor. Absolutely. And I hate that, um, that you have a negative connotation of America, uh, as a, as a whole, because, um, I do feel like, um, there, the majority of this country sides with you. And I feel like there's a really bad, really, really bad, um no I'll, I'll let you i'll let you speak scott because i'm from up north mind you i'm from up north i feel like there's a really bad um portion of this country that has backwards thinking that are brainwashed by uh unfortunate uh people in office people in high and, and high figures i feel like I, I, i'm just so sad that there's a large portion of this country that is against who you are. I, but I, I, I'm, I'm so happy that you live in a place where you can feel accepted for the most part. I'm not saying every day. I know that you, it's a struggle every day for you. I'm, I, I am ashamed of other parts of the world that 
you know what I, you know, there's horrible things that happen to people that are in same sex, uh, mm -hmm. marriages. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate that, that you being my friend live in a country where that it's, it's un as unfortunate as this is to say is tolerated. Like Scott says, um, we still have a long way to go, but, um, I, but I'm sad that you still do live in a country where you're like this, th this country, depending on who the leader of the country is may or may not support me. And uh, depending on who the leader of your state is, may or may not support me. And it's just really sad to know that your sexuality um, determines, you know, it, like when I'm voting for a president, when I'm voting for a governor, when I'm voting for a mayor, I'm looking at like, who's going to lower my taxes the most? You know what I mean? I'm looking for who's going to cut this the most or cut that the most. You're looking for like, who's going to accept me? And I'm just so sad for you that that that's a, even that's a thing and I, I i'm i'm happy that there's progress mm -hmm. in this country i mean, i do happy that there's progress and i do happy i am happy that at least 50 percent of this nation is is <laughs> uh pushing towards those values i'm sad i'm sad that there's um some parties and some people that just don't you know side with that it, it, it just I, i'm sad for you um but it, it just it just makes me sad because like i me being a business owner I'm, I, I can say I can say like I'm happy to be Amer be an American. I'm happy that I have the freedom to start my own business. You being a business owner can say the same thing, but you also at the same time, like I'm happy that in this country they give they're providing me to uh you know I'm able to have the freedom to start my own business. Kind of sucks I don't have the freedom to be myself, you know. And um, it just sucks. I, I I'm, I'm it sucks that I'll never feel the way you feel. And I understand that it just, I, I, it's just hard to wrap my mind around. And I'm so fortunate every week that I get here, get on here to talk with you. I'm fortunate every day that I get to message you and just kind of get a little bit more understanding of where you're coming from. And just, um, it motivates me to be a better person to kind of push your values forward. Cause I'm taken care of I, I, it. Look, I'm taking care of Scott. You're taken care of Scott. There's nothing you can't, you don't have to go out in the, you know, every day and be like, Oh, you know, yeah. I'm nervous to go here or there. We're taken care of. It's 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 minority groups like you, like the LGBTQ plus community that needs the, needs yeah. the 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 attention right now. And uh, and these conversations just make me motivated to help propel that. Whether it be donating, whether it be doing this podcast each week, propelling this message. And there's just, I I just can't tell you how enough how much of a supporter scott i think i can speak on behalf of both scott and i that supporters of we are of 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 you as a person and and the community that you that you're in it's just um i'm just it just makes me sad is what i'm trying to say and i, I just i i hope that this needle moves more towards towards equality um and i hope that we push that needle just even a little bit further even if it's a hair when it's like hearing myself talk about this out loud like i don't think i've talked half the shit to my therapist because He's a gay guy as well, so he understands we've been through it together. So, so thank you again. Thank you guys for the platform and allowing me to talk about these things that have been on my mind for thirty something years. So, honestly, thank you for for it's not even like no need to thank us. Thank you for being so open about it because um, not only are you enlightening me and Scott, but you're also like enlightening everybody that's listening. And I always like, I don't care if I help the lives of a mil million people, if I help one person, because like, with my anxiety, especially it's something mm -hmm. I deal with. If I can help one person with anxiety, it's always my comparison Then I, I, you know, I did my job as 
a nobody really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a nobody. Uh, if I can help somebody, that means the world to me. So I know that you telling your coming out story and everything, it, it means the world to someone. And that just makes me so happy that we were able to do this together. Um, before I get emotional, let me, um, uh, <laughs> let me end this segment and go to the last segment. And then I guess after your cliff notes, I'm going to say my final thoughts. Okay. Um, Nick, thank you so much for sharing that story. Uh, very excited for the world to hear this and the world meaning uh, a small portion being our listeners. And then the world. Eventually oh, I was promised there was millions, be, uh, of, a, millions of listeners. Well, listen, it's, <laughs> we never said how, how long oh, okay. it would take. Uh, we will be Howard Stern <laughs> one day. Just not today. Maybe, Maybe somebody will listen to this in the uh, year th- 2050. Hey, hey, listen, it's out there for the world now and, and, and it's going to change someone's life. So thank you so much. Uh, in segment three, we're going to get to uh, Scott's final thoughts where he will inevitably make fun of uh, Gabe and myself. So you're going to want to tune into that. We'll be right back. You, you want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stash. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. Right, we're back and why back i mean we took like a 15 second break i don't know how long a commercial you listened to but that was like 15 seconds for us nick i understand that you're doing something special with sandpiper vacations for pride month can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so something that means a lot to me and that i've worked on over the years in the gay community is donating back to charities um so cool. um, we have chosen a charity uh, for sandpiper vacations that we're going to give 10 um, of our commissions back for any booking during the month of june um, so any any vacation that you book um, with us in the month of June, we're going to donate 10% back to a wonderful organization called Kaleidoscope Youth Center. Um, so it's a um, local group here that works with kids from ages um, 12 up to 24 years old that um, might be discovering who they are and just need some assistance, support group type thing. So um, it's a great organization that I'm super excited to partner with again this year. We did it last year as well, too. So. Uh, that's amazing, Nick. Um, it, it's there's no better feeling than when you own your own business is to be able to provide for your family and then provide for the community and to provide to some to a to a, an organization that means you know the world to you. That's so cool. I'm very happy for you. And please book through Sam Paper Vacations not only because they're given to a great organization organization, it's because they give a great product. Nick emails me more than I talk to my <laughs> wife about my vacation <laughs> coming up. It's tr- I know more about my vacation than I do about my I've, wife's I've sent quite life. a lot of your vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my neighbor, who you booked their vacation through, talks about how very highly of you as well. I was like, oh, yeah, Nick, email me about this, that. And uh, it's great. It's awesome. Um, Scott, 
you have any summaries for us tonight? Yes. I have uh, quite a few. I feel like yeah. you have quite yeah. a few. I do. It's been very by, busy. I do. Have, yeah, judging by the heavy typing because of the weight of your fingers. Uh, and I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should start getting nervous as well now too, because I did listen to episode one fifty six where <coughs> I I did get roasted quite a bit, partially by Ryan, but he asked for approval. So. I'll tell you what, Nick. Yeah. The more yeah, yeah, of the yeah. roasting, the more people love you. I, no I one's roasting it. you. Yeah. No one's roasting know, you I'm like, if they don't like you. And with that being said, Nick, I really love you this week. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, uh, the the only gay that I'm making fun of this week is you. Um, no, there's a. It's not an equal balance. It's still mostly Chris heavy and Chris heavy because of his weight. But uh, there, I've got some. I haven't even started yet. So. Chris, Chris was, was concerned about uh, us being in the weeds this week. Um, very concerned. He said weeds like 18 times. Chris, those were not weeds. Those That was an ankle high grass. Okay, I know it seemed like weeds. <laughs> Speaking of being stuck in the weeds, um, I just got a call from Sarah. She said if we continue to stay in the weeds, she'll be here every week. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Um. And look, we really weren't in the weeds. That was just good conversation. The only one in the weeds is Nick, who I saw take four edibles during (laughs) this thing tonight. A couple. That's fair. Yep. Nick said he's been waiting for 38 years to come out, um, you know, because Chris was kept uh, teasing about this and all that. Spoiler alert, whatever. Um, The reality is Nick and Sean have been anxiously waiting for Chris to come out for the last two years. (laughs) It's coming. Chris seemed to be really interested in the catfish story. Uh, Chris heard catfish and instantly ordered Grubhub from Long John Silver. <laughs> Chris really wanted to be a, a fruit fly, like really badly. Chris, let's call it what you really are. World's largest closet case. Oh. And lar- largest because of your weight. I, I got that reference. <laughs> Chris went on and on about people who love you for you are real family. I agree completely, Chris, like 100%. Um, what's crazy is the board of directors at McDonald's loves Chris so much for who he is and how often he comes to the restaurants. He gets a happy birthday to the number one son uh, card for McDonald's every May 30th. When I, when I brought up the whole family thing, I could see you laughing so hard. I was like, it wasn't funny. And then I realized it was a really dark joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love McDonald's jokes. I love McDonald's. Uh, I know you do. Uh, And they love you, too. My mom literally treated me McDonald's yesterday for lunch for my birthday. It's not a joke. Uh, Chris said that he's so sorry that Nick has a negative view of the country. He also said that he believes that a majority sides with Nick, so it's fine. Um, Chris, being from up north, is just extremely jaded on the realities of what's going on. Chris, do you not remember for two years, as a country, we were fighting over fucking masks and proper (laughs) hand-washing? Every time I made a sentimental point, Scott just smirked. like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Chris always calls himself a business owner. Um, spoiler alert, Chris, having an eBay store where you sell other people's abandoned trash isn't owning a business. That's a good one. That was a good one. That was one of my favorites. Um, Chris said, uh, he and I don't have to feel nervous going outside. We're fine. He said, there's nothing to be nervous about. Chris, wait a minute. Um, every day you and I have to be nervous about breaking a scale. Or that the next burger will be our last one because of the heart attack. 
<laughs> or the next donut may put us into the diabetes. <laughs> it is a concern. It is a concern. <laughs> and finally, Chris has a shirt on. And if you, if you want to see uh, what we're wearing and Chris's shirts and all that, <laughs> uh, we're on Twitch every Wednesday night at about 9.30, 9.45-ish till uh, it's almost midnight. Um, so Chris has a shirt on tonight. It says, uh, it says LWO on his shirt. Chris, what it? What does that stand for? Does that stand for living with obesity? <laughs> <laughs> and those are my summaries. Oh, that might be a new shirt. Thank you so much, Scott. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't if I wasn't depressed as it is. Now I now I am. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, thank you to everyone who's made it this far. Including myself, I thank myself because that was took a lot to listen to that that whole. Jeez, thank you, Carl, for the hundred other bits with the rest in peace. Thing. I guess that's a <laughs> that's donating towards my funeral. Um, <laughs> Pride Month is uh, super important to me. It's super important to Scott. It's super important to Nick. Uh, it's super important to this podcast in general. When you are born gay. Um, it's a totally different struggle that a lot of people won't understand. You're not, you don't choose to be gay. Just like when you're born, you don't choose to be black. You don't choose to be Chinese. You don't choose to be white. You don't choose to be any of those things. You're just born that way. The only difference when you are born gay, um, when you're born black, you don't have to 18 years, 20 some years after you're born, you don't have to come out to your friends and family. Like, hey guys, I'm black. There's just, there's none of that. Are there hardships? Yes. Lots of hardships and there's lots of struggles. And I do understand that. But this is Pride Month, so I'm talking about the LGBTQ plus community. When you're born gay or you're born not like other people, like if you want to be, if you're born a male and you feel like a female, or you're born a female and feel like a male, or you're born either one and don't feel like any of them, you have to tell people. Like there's that moment where you have to come out and you have to be brave and you have to, uh, face that that's very different than every other minority group in the world whether you're a different religion or a different color it's way different than being part of the lgbtq plus community everybody in the lgbtq plus community uh, in my opinion is super brave for just waking up in the morning being themselves and like nick said at best he has to come out every day whether it's going food shopping, whether it's going to anywhere, the car wash, the it, it, literally every single day of his life, he has to come out of the closet. It's not just a one-time thing. You have to be brave every single day of your life. And that's why Pride Month is so important. And that's why we recognize everybody in the LGBTQ plus community. And that's why we applaud all of you and we are proud of you and we stand with you. No New Friends After Dark is an amazing, amazing podcast because we get to raise people up that have felt sheltered for all these years. And on behalf of Scott and Nick and myself, we are proud to be a part of this podcast. We are proud to be allies and members of the LGBTQ plus community. Tune in next week where we're going to dive even deeper, probably, presumably, inevitably. Very and deep. Very deep. Very deep. Very deep. On Nick's suggestion. Thank you all so much for listening. I can't wait to have a conversation with you guys again. We'll see you next week.
you don't have to worry about as a as a as a as a, a black yes, person I do mean or, that car. or an I don't Asian mean person. American. <laughs> you you don't have to worry about uh, going to your parents and say, "Hey, just sit down. I want to tell you something." I'm right. Black. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at. Is like there's no coming out of your ethnicity or yeah. your religion unless they have different struggles for sure. 100%. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. You know. It's this is Pride Month, and I want to focus on that. We focus one minority group at a time. We can't do it all. <laughs> we, 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 listen, we, we have to do it. Um, I think J- July, we're going to uh, prop Scott up for White History Month. Right, Scott? <laughs> it is the 4th of July. Yeah. America. America. <laughs> like your ancestors defeated the British for us, Scott. Thank you. You're welcome. No New Friends After Dark has been brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpipervacations.com. Just check out our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. Become a friend with benefits. Check out our sweet merch and so much more. This has been a No New Friends Entertainment LLC production. Production.